Welcome back to the Adaptive Strength Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about what it takes to be successful in the gym. So one way I think I'm going to go about explaining how to be successful in the gym is kind of using a made-up client or a made-up athlete and kind of go over my thought processes of how someone should be going about their training or some things that they should be thinking about or things of that nature. So right now, let's think of a new client does not know anything about the gym. Maybe watched a fitness video or two or may have an idea of what fitness is, but they don't know what they want to do, right? So if they're completely new to the gym, the best thing that I would want to say is that you should probably just go to the gym. When I say go to the gym, it's very, very vague, but it's one of those things where going into the gym and actually trying out equipment is really, really important. Now, if you're the average gym goer, you can probably just go in and figure out what you want to do. Or I think if you want to try to be a little bit more successful in the gym, this is where you would potentially want to get a coach. Now, getting a coach, I've already talked about this in previous podcasts, is one of those things that it can be difficult because one, it's a monetary thing, it's a luxury. But then also, you don't know if you actually want to commit or not. So if we want to take a little baby step before getting a coach, just get into the gym. Try something out. Really, maybe you see a workout that you saw on Instagram, TikTok, or something like that, and you just want to try it out. Give that a go and see how that works out. I think it's very interesting that you'd be surprised how much you can gain in the gym by just going more often than not, instead of just, you know, not having a plan. You know, you don't necessarily need to have a plan to really see progress in the beginning phases. I wanna be very, very clear. I think it's one of those things that when you are starting off in the gym, literally as long as you go and you're increasing the weight and you're feeling good about yourself, you'll be already pretty successful at that point. If you're asking about how I would go about it, usually I take about 16 weeks to help a new client prepare, or I always call it motor learning, or prepare their muscles or prepare their body and their mind to actually start the pain or start the struggle or start however you want to interpret the growth that will be occurring after the 16 weeks. 16 weeks for a lot of people may seem like it's a long time, but I always explain to people that 16 weeks, that's four months. No. Yes. Four divided by 16, four. Exactly. About four. No. Yes. I can't do math. It is my bad. It is four months. It's about four months where we really do take the time to prep the muscles and prep the brain and prep everything that we need to, to make sure that when I decide to give you more difficulty, your body will be ready. I think a lot of people always think of specialties as well. When it comes to being successful, they always want to sometimes make it spicy is a term I always say. Make it spicy would be like want to do a lot at once. They'll want to think about doing Olympic weightlifting. They want to do powerlifting or they want to do um, CrossFit or something like that, right? And I always try to explain that whenever you start off, the best thing that you can do is build a baseline strength. And to build a baseline strength, you should be working on some sort of bench press. 
some sort of squat, some sort of deadlift, some sort of overhead pressing, maybe some sort of pull-up. And if you want to be a little extra, throw in a dip. Oh yeah, my bad. And also a hinge, so like some sort of hip thrust. I think those are all really, really important to make sure that you have start off if you want to be successful in the gym. Now, let's go ahead and fast forward a little bit. And let's go ahead and say that you have been working out now for 16 weeks, four months, and you're ready to go ahead and take it to the next level. When I say take it to the next level, it really would be like maybe change your intensity, change how many days you want to go into the gym or make it different. I think would be a best way of kind of placing it. Already within the 16 weeks, depending on whether you have a coach or not, to be successful, you do need to increase the time that you are in the gym. But within understanding that you need to increase time in the gym, there has to be an understanding of commitment and sacrifice. I said this on one of my posts earlier this week, and I was explaining how like there's a difference between committing to something and sacrificing something. And I explained that as kind of more of a they're not synonymous and when i say they're not synonymous it's one of those things that if you are working out in the gym there is a point where you do have to make a commitment to actually do what you need to right but you may not need to sacrifice anything in your life there are some people though that they will indulge on a lot of things or do a lot of things in their life that if they want to improve on something else, they have to sacrifice time or sacrifice effort in another category of life to actually make sure that they can get better in the gym. And so that's why I say specifically that in some point of your training within the first 16 weeks, right? Commitment is going to be really, really key. I tried to explain it as if you're in the 16 week period, 16 weeks is kind of a good time to kind of figure out what you're capable of doing. And when I say what you're capable of doing, I mean in a way that is practical for you to actually make sure that you have enough time in your schedule and you think you're able of doing it. I see a lot of people when they get into the gym, they always think that they need to go in five, six days immediately. The new gym goers. Um, I've had some clients before that whenever they sign up with me, they always say, you know what, Alex, sign me up for five days. Five days, give me the meal plan, give me everything. Technically, I can't give a meal plan because I'm not a registered dietitian, but I always explain to them that, you know, if you want to have a discussion on food, we can. To be successful, I think you need to be patient. There has to be a moment that you have to practice each of the things that you're changing in your life before you actually can add on to what you want to do so within the first 16 weeks i don't really even explain about health and food that much if i had to be more specific like the first eight weeks so the first eight weeks i'm trying to just get you into the gym i really am just trying to get you to move a little bit trying to get you to feel comfortable. I'm trying to, in a way, size you up in a way to kind of look and figure out what makes you tick. What is the do's and don'ts of your personality and the do's and don'ts of what have you. But if you don't have a coach, then you need to do that for yourself. You need to find out what are the do's and don'ts of yourself. So if you're going into the gym, say 
you do squats and you don't like it, then I guess you're not going to be doing squats. Or if you do bench press and you don't like bench press, then I guess you're not doing bench press. I think one of the biggest problems that come up with success in the gym, though, is understanding that if you are completely new to the gym or you've never done the movement before, there is going to be a phase that you have to practice that movement or get better at that movement before you actually can reap the benefits of what that movement has to offer. I'll give an example. I have had a few clients that will start off squatting. They've had knee pain, ankle pain, hip pain, whole nine yards. They say they've been cleared by a physical therapist or cleared by a doctor to go ahead and to go ahead and they'll start squatting. And the next thing you know, they only can squat a quarter. When I say a quarter, it's literally about not parallel with your knees, but right above parallel, a 90 degree angle, if you may. And they always complain and they say that, Alex, my knees hurt, my ankles hurt, my hips hurt. And once again, those are definitely things that we need to think about, right? But to the common person that may be seen as like a red flag, like, oh, if this hurts, like we can't do this. Not necessarily. I have been working with a client and he is 60 plus years old and he has had surgery on his knee and, you know, he is a desk person and drives a good distance for work. And I've been working with him for about a couple of months and we started off with squatting a quarter way with something on his heels to actually make sure he could squat a little bit lower to now full depth squats, hips below the knees, hip crease below the knees, and he can now squat 45 plates, 45 pound plates. So he's about squatting about 135 pounds. And he reached this epiphany to kind of look and see how, you know, wow, I've been in the gym with you for how long and we have this much improvement. And I think a lot of people forget that. But you need to be successful in the gym. Another thing to think about is, once again, on top of being patient, you have to be consistent. I talked about this on another podcast about motivation and how motivation is one of those things that's going to deteriorate over time. And we recently had something within the gym on a client feeling that they... Don't feel as motivated to go into the gym. They feel like they aren't doing enough or they feel like something's bothering them. The way I write my program, I, I make the program difficult enough for people to essentially get close to failure, right? And I mean, like if there's any uh, well-educated coach, they're making the program so the client or athlete is close to failing. One of the things I program out is I always mess with percentages. Percentages is always something that I believe is one of the best things that you can do. And some of the clients hit the percentage that I mock up and some of them can't hit it. And they think that's a bad thing. Well, just to let you know, like when I'm messing with my percentages, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty terrible, right? So the goal is for me to try to push you to get to that point. So once again, I'm kind of bouncing around everywhere, but success in the gym has to be driven through struggle. One quote I always got from Gator Strong, which is the strength conditioning club back at 
San Francisco says strength is acquired through struggle. Nope. I have no idea what the actual, um, I think it was Latin. I think he wrote it in. Sertondo Aquavirus something. My my thesis committee as well as my old coaches would definitely be mad that I don't know it word for word. And I know that if some of the Gator Strong athletes are watching, definitely uh, would probably not remember. Um, if there's anyone in the chat that has their Gator Strong shirt, if you can type in the chat specifically what the quote is, I could say it. But... Yeah, you have to struggle. There has to be a struggle for you to actually get better, right? Keeping in mind, like I said, we're in the first 16 weeks of your training. I just want you in the gym doing something. Make it hurt a little bit. Struggle a bit. Also, try to figure out what feels comfortable with you, right? If you have a very busy work schedule or you have a difficult life, maybe recalibration or looking at those given factors are going to be really really important to see if you can accommodate the specific lifestyle now 16 weeks has passed or however long you d decide to have your first portion of lifting but now we're on the next phase so you're no longer new anymore motor learning is essentially gone keeping in mind Motor learning will be consistent after a while. You still will be improving motor learning as time progresses, but it definitely starts to slow down after a bit, right? If you're doing the same movements. So in the next phase, I think it's really important. It really determines whether you're someone that's recreational or someone that wants to be competitive. And I think that line is very, very interesting. off topic and I, I didn't mean to sidetrack uh, the quote that used to be for Gator Strong that I used to follow was Sertando Aquiruter Virus oh lord have mercy Sertando Aquiruter Virus oh man <laughs> my Dr. Lorenz is going to be really upset that I don't know how to say it correctly. But anyway, in the next phase of your training, being recreational versus being competitive is one of the things that's really, really difficult. Because at some point, to be competitive, you have to do more. And in a way make more commitments and more sacrifices to get to where you need to be. Success in the gym is subjective. I think that's a very valid statement. When I say success in the gym is subjective, it's one of those things that a lot of people have different goals. So whenever I talk about this on the podcast about being successful, I think it's hard because I'm giving success in the definition of you want to get better fitness wise like if i was to tell you that if you wanted to lose fat right i would have to tell you and say like you need to watch your diet 
and you also need to lose body fat by doing cardio. My apologies. I lost my train of thought there. But cardio and diet are going to be the two main things. Now, there is an argument that people have and say that when you do strength training, the strength training will help you lose fat as well. And that is very true. But the problem I kind of have when I explain to people is that when you are building strength, what ends up happening, right, is your BMR or your basal metabolic rate will increase due to the fact that you have more muscle on you, right? But that's one of those things that it will change over time. By you doing the cardio, there's something called energy pathways where essentially you have to realize that to lose fat, you have to increase your heart rate to a specific stimulus for a good period amount of time. And I think it's really, really important to kind of think about. But aside from that, um, if you're in 16 and above, you decide you want to be competitive, this is where to be successful in the gym for that, in my opinion, and you want to do well, you have to probably get a coach. You have to go ahead and decide what will be really important for you to get the job done. Now, there's a lot of people, once again, success is subjective. You may not even need to get a coach. You can just decide that for you to be successful, if I tell you not to go the coach's route, you should do all the research that you can to get better. But then on top of finding out what you need to do to get better, you need to be able to calibrate out and figure out what you're capable of doing and what you're not able of doing. I used this example before on one of my other podcasts and I explained how I have a client that will do everything in his power to try to get stronger and do everything but at the same time doesn't get enough sleep plays games too often works a seven to six job he has a lot of he has a lot of factors that will inhibit his chances of getting more competitive now if we were to compare that client to someone like me where it's my job is to work out almost all day i have unlimited resources to try to have better nutrition i have a better sleep schedule and all those type of things like it's really hard to compare the two which is why success is something that's subjective between person to person for me particularly i judge i judge success on how many days i can actually make it into the gym more days I can make it into the gym, the better. That is my term of success. But for looking at from phases of week 16 and above, right? Consistency and all those things that we talked about in week 1 through 16 needs to be there. I think it's hard, truly. I think... I can give an argument and say that finding success in the gym is very easy. And not a lot of people want to hear that. It may be a hot take, but finding success in the gym is quite easy. And if I tell you just you just got to do it, a lot of people could hear that and say, well, it's not that simple. And you are right. But it is that simple for some people. A lot of reasons of why people... Do not find success in the gym. It is because usually, in my opinion, they get bored. 
If they get bored, they don't want to do it anymore, and they're not hungry to want to do more, and they're not, they end up not becoming six, um, consistent. But then there is the other crowd of people that they aren't successful in the gym because they're not accounting for environmental factors. Stress, sleep, food, how you're training. Are you training super heavy all the time? Are you taking it easy? A coach has to be able to also do that for a client. That's why I always advocate and say, like getting a coach is one of those things that you should do to be successful in the gym. I, I, I find it funny at times where sometimes my clients will think that what I'm doing is not simple, but stressful. And at times I do find myself stressed. Not because of my life particularly, but because of the fact that I'm trying my best to make sure that everyone that I'm coaching is made to have a sustainable and practical way of training. What ends up happening for some clients though, sometimes they end up becoming codependent. And I think that's one of the things that it could be a downside to um could be a downside to having a coach too because what ends up happening is you will rely on your coach so much that every decision that you make is has to be ran by the coach and it's hard because even though i want my clients to think for themselves but keep because keeping in mind i'm not at all here to be that codependent coach but that being said, it's difficult because for me to be able to make your life easier, I need to know what's going on in your life, which is why being successful in the gym can be a smidge bit difficult if you don't know what to expect. As I stated a little bit earlier, like finding success in the gym is quite easy. And I mean, we can make this as a joke and kind of say it like this, like, how do you want to break a personal record every time you go to the gym? Let's say, you know what, yesterday I broke my PR. I did a 10 rep max. I broke my PR. The next day you can go into the gym and say, you know what, I broke my 11 rep max. It's a PR. Third day, oh, you know what, 13 rep max. I broke that PR. And you can do that, and that's completely fine if that's what you want to do. I just think that... It's hard because at some point you're going to end up running out of finding cheat codes or ways to kind of get through it. And it really just becomes more of success is really found as time progresses. I think of it more as. I want to say it's inversely related. It's kind of hard, though, but I would want to say that. As time progresses, it becomes more and more difficult to find success. I think that is a very true statement. When I first started lifting in the gym, I remember finding success in the gym was as simple as, you know what, I could get a PR real quickly. 
when I first started lifting, before I had any form or anything for deadlifts, I would just yank the bar and do everything and cap back, dolphin back, everything specifically. But then when my form got better, I got a PR. And now we're getting to the point in my training where finding a PR after eight weeks is a good thing. But sometimes I have to wait until 16 weeks to actually get a PR, right? And some coaches will argue and say like, well, when you like, you're probably not, whatchamacallit, you, you're probably, it's probably your training. I'm just like, mm, it's not my training. It truly isn't my training. But the, the thing that is difficult though, it's hard because a lot of people ask me, how do you keep going to the gym? And it's one of those things that's just like, I, I live for those successes. I think it was one of those things that when I finally hit PRs or I finally hit milestones in my training, it kind of fueled that fire to want to keep going. But there are definitely days on motivation that, you know, I just want to lay in bed and do nothing. But like I said, it's hard. It's definitely hard. A question right here. How do I deal with people that just cuss and think they are so good and just expect other people to lift them as it's a football class in high school and just wanted to take it because of the sport I love? Just people are like ass. Um, How do you deal with people? My apologies. I need to read this one more time. How do i deal with people that just cuss and think they are so good and just expect other people to lift as them it's a football class in high school and just wanted to take it because of the sport i love just people are oh okay there we go i'm tracking um you know that's a really good question when there's other people that kind of expect other people to kind of just lift as much as them and i think that's actually really funny that you say this because that's a I've had that experience with a lot of my clients. It's really funny, but there's always at the gym, there's always those people that I don't want to say they're not educated to coach other people, but they kind of just expect other people just to do it at the same method that they did. I always find it interesting that whenever I find times to go to the gym, a lot of people always want to do one RMs when they're with me or one repetition maxes. And it's really interesting because once again, to find success in the gym, you can't always do one repetition max or always lift heavy all the time. You need to have days where you're actually just trying to build more muscle, more volume. And some of the clients that have been with me for about a year and some change, right? They'll always explain to me and say that like, Alex, look at that person's back in the deadlift. That doesn't look that good. They're like, wow, this person's trying to PR and da 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 da. <laughs> But I always explain to them, say, like, you started there. Like, when you first started working with me, it used to be like that for you. And to answer your question, how do you deal with people that just think they're so good and expect other people to lift? I, in all honesty, if it was me, I would honestly just say, nah, it's okay. I know it sounds like very like passive, but in all honesty, it's just like a lot of people that tend to go up to other people and like try to hype and press a idea 
to get stronger if they're not ready for it they're not ready for it like you always if i'm in the gym specifically i am always going to be that person that's going to be like yeah why don't you try a little bit more but the thing is though there is you, you have to be able to read the room and i think for the most part a lot of people don't always think about reading the room How many of your clients ask for a bigger butt and do the work to build a dumpy? Well, I don't say a lot. I say a lot, probably. If you're trying to find success in building glutes in the gym, you have to work your glutes, right? But you can't just work your glutes alone. Like your glutes are something that you have to amass and actually try to work on. So probably working on glutes maybe like two, three times a week is really, really important if that's what you want to do. I'm getting sidetracked, but the I think without expanding too much, like if we're trying to find success in the gym, you have to be able to understand like what your limitations are. For you to find success, like you have to be patient. You have to be educated. And you have to be ready for the ups and downs that will come with that. Now, if you were going to get a coach to take care of some of the other factors, it makes it easier for you just to focus on yourself, right? So once again, if I have a client and they say, I have this in my life, I have this in my life, I have this in my life. My job essentially is to mentor. It is to be there to essentially be like, okay, well, in my opinion, I think maybe we should make a change there. And if you don't want to make that change, then you have to come to the understanding that, hey, you know what? Like, I'm not going to be able to do that because of the fact that you can't make that commitment or you can't make that sacrifice. I have definitely found myself in struggle from time to time about success because to find success in the gym, you have to be able to accept the failures. And for me, I always try my best to have more success than failures but this idea that going into the gym with no failures is a lie it is a fallacy and for the most part i would like to blame social media i blame social media for the fact that a lot of people post more success than failures and they don't really normalize failures like there is a phase right now where people are trying to normalize failure a little bit more but it's not as much as like the success now i am not trying to glorify failure and said that you know what if you're not failing you're not succeeding because in all honesty i'm just saying that failure is there to be an indicator of whether your program is going well or something's going wrong and i can tell you this right now being able to have less failures than success is important but i would not have gotten all the success that i have right now in the gym without the failures that i received in the past Success is definitely interesting, though, because once again, said this multiple times in the podcast, it's subjective to find success. If you're somebody that definitely has came back from an injury and you've gone into the gym after this injury, that's a success. If you're able to squat half of what you're able to do after a leg injury, that's a success. If you are able to look at food and have a healthier relationship than you did before because you've been dealing with some sort of eating disorder or like negative connotation with food, that's a success. 
It truly is. I think success has to be something that you feel that it is important and it is done correctly. Now, aside from the subject, my apologies, aside from the subjective success, there is success that is black and white. If you're somebody that happens to be going for a competition, as I stated earlier, like you can turn the narrative in a way that happens to be good for you. So, for example, one of my clients that's going to be competing soon for powerlifting, our goal for her is to literally just compete. We're not trying to break PRs. We're not trying to do anything. It literally is if you can go to that meet and you can go nine for nine, that is a success. We are doing great. It's hard though, because if my success for you is different from the success that you find in yourself, then we have a problem. Someone asked in the chat specifically, uh, it'd be cool to have a Brazilian butt lift size, but based on what I see online, but I know it can't be built something like that naturally. It's just managing expectations. In all honesty, you can actually build a pretty nice glutes, pair of glutes, if you just train it well. I think it. you're right. When it comes to managing expectations or finding success in the gym, it's one of those things where like you have to be able to understand like what, what's capable of being done and what's like not possible. And you're right. When it comes to managing expectations, it's one of those things in the gym where for some people, a lot of people look at the people that are really, really big, really, really strong, really, really like, you know what, top tier, 5%, 2%. Chris Bumstead, Arnold Schwarzenegger of people, they're, they're a different breed. They have genetics, but then also a lot of them, like what you just said, like it's not realistic because they're on steroids or they're on PEDs or on something that is actually making it so that they're that big. And... In all honesty, if I had to think about a way to kind of think about like looking at the tiers. At some point in your training, you will have to decide if you want to take the step in moving forward in PEDs or what have you. But there's like there there is a range. I'm throwing out a made up number, no science, no nothing. I would want to say that if you're looking at someone that is pure lean mass, just straight muscle. I think if you're about like, let's say, what's Chris Bumstead at? I think Chris Bumstead is about like 200 pounds or something like that, right? 200 plus pounds. If we say you're about maybe, maybe like 160, 160 pounds, 160 pounds, 165 pounds, you could still be pretty natural and look really good. Maybe even weigh a little bit more specifically. Um, for you to find success in the gym there has to be something where you're constantly trying to find something new though it can't be the same success over and over it can't be like i've seen some athletes that have talked about how their biggest goal sometimes for the gym is for all the lifters for example is to go to the olympics but then after the olympics after the olympics specifically they get depressed 
because of the fact that they don't know what to live for anymore. They don't know what to do because of the fact that their goal, their success was literally to go to the Olympics. Now they're depressed because of the fact that, you know what, they don't know what else to train for. And that's what I'm trying to tell for you. It's like sometimes you have to be able to find other successes in other ways. It's just, it's hard. It, it truly is. But at the same time, it's easy. It's one of those things where to, to find the answers for you to do the job, there are black and white answers. But it becomes gray if you throw in your environmental factors. And I think that's my point that I'm trying to get across. If you're trying to lose weight, you need to eat less, you need to work out, you need to do some cardio. Those three things, very simple. But your environmental factors will determine how much cardio you're able to do, how much food you're able to eat, and also how much time you have to strength train. A coach can help you with making sure that all those factors come into play. Like if you're somebody that says you can only come into the gym for an hour, so you know what, we're gonna make a workout that fits in that hour that will fit you to that goal specifically. But if you don't have a coach, then for you to find success within that given period, you have to figure out what will work. If you're someone that's trying to gain muscle in the gym, once again, probably do a little bit less cardio, strength train, hypertrophy train, and also eat in a surplus. That simple. But once again, repeating the same words over and over, there is a point that you still need to account for your environmental factors to make sure you can get the job done. You have to be more disciplined. You have to be consistent. But at the same time, consistency is one of those things that's difficult for some people. Because if you don't want to do it, you're not gonna do it. As simple as that sounds, if you if you don't want to look different, you're not gonna put in the work to do it. Now, keeping in mind, once again, as um, someone talked about earlier about managing expectations, you need to be able to understand that if you are somebody that weighs maybe 200 plus pounds, right? And your goal is like, you know what? I want to weigh 140. I'm going to look at you and say, wait, hmm, time out. Why do you want to weigh 140? What is the goal of us weighing 140? We want to make sure that there is a, a positive relationship of why you're trying to lose that weight of, you know, specifically whether it be competition or something like that. And even arguing that of people that want to try to drop a, a significant amount of weight to actually get to the specific range that they're looking for. I don't know. Like I said, it's 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 interesting, you know? It's one of those things that as I've reiterated over and over and over. Success is something that is very subjective, but it gets to a point where you need to determine what you find as success. One of many ideas that I was taught back when I used to intern at San Francisco State for the Athletics Department. I was taught that whenever you're thinking about success in the weight room, like it's, it's one of those things that you have to understand 
the whole picture. I think one of the things for learning about programming and learning about those type of things is that's what I've learned to do for making sure that we account for factors of injury, we account for facts of um, amount of training that we're doing, accounting for other things of that nature. But it's one of those things that I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I know this sounds very repetitive, but I, I truly believe that to find success, he just is very black and white to a point. If you have a goal, get to that goal. If you can't get to that goal, reevaluate why you can't get to that goal. And if your reevaluation shows that you can't get to that goal, find a way to get to that goal. That simple. But when I say it's that simple, it's just hard because when I say it's that simple, I've had numerous cases of clients where literally they've came in and they just can't do it. I'll take all the time to make it easier. I'll take all the time to give the validity points. I'll take all the time to change the plan. And you know what? It's just not a good fit. They just can't do it they don't want to make the change or you know maybe it's my approach and that's why they're not being successful i think another thing to do in the gym to be successful is that you have to be able to reflect self-reflecting is really key to success in the gym being able to look at whether it's a week of training two weeks of training, 16 weeks of training, and it, being able to look back and figure out if what you did worked or if it didn't work. You have to be able to understand and look back and reflect on what you did and see if it worked out. There are some programs I've had with some clients that we've taken eight weeks and I wrote it out. I'm like, shit, that didn't work. <laughs> that one didn't work for sure. Um, and it's always very funny because a lot of the old clients find it interesting how there's new success in my coaching because of all the trial and error that I had with some of the newer, older clients, right? And now some of the older clients are upset at the fact that, Alex, some of the new clients are gaining really, really fast. I'm like, yeah, well, we I have you guys to thank because, you know, you guys got all the the, the if, ands, or buts, they get the, you got it, there it is. You don't want to do it, like, this is proven to work. But self-reflection is really key. Overall, what I'm just trying to say is that for you to be successful in the gym, like you have to define that for yourself. You do. Like recreationally, for you to be able to be successful, you have to determine what you define as success. If you're asking me what I define as success, it really depends on what phase of training that you're in. If you're in the first 16 weeks of your training, getting into the gym, just working out, doing what have you is completely fine. If you're somebody that's trying to lose fat, Looking at a scale and determining how much fat you have, that's a term of success. 
If you're trying to gain muscle, building muscle. That's a success. I think to save it for another podcast, I think a lot of people usually want to ask like, oh, well, I want to find success. Like, how do I how do I program? How do I eat right? How do I sleep right? How do I manage my stress right? And that's that's one of those things where like I can go on and try to talk about all those type of things. But the first question I would want to ask you is, first off, why are you doing this? Why are you trying to go to the gym? Whether it's to tackle an illness that you had, whether it's you're trying to lose fat, you're trying to gain muscle, what have you. But it's very dangerous to go ahead and assume everyone has the same goal. And I try my best not to assume everyone has the same goal because of the fact that if you're somebody that, you know, is trying is not trying to lose weight, right? But then I go to them and say, wow, you know, you lost some weight. That's bad because the fact that that's not their goal, because if, if you've literally been telling them the whole time, their goal is like, hey, you know what? Like I'm trying to build muscle and what have you. And you didn't know that. And you went to them and next thing you know, you say like, oh, you've been losing weight. Wow. Good for you. It's like, oh, wait a minute. It's really funny. There's definitely some times where I've gone and talked to my mom or talked to my family and I will. I'll go to them and sometimes. You know, I'm, I'm getting stronger in the gym, getting a little bit bigger, right? I'm getting a little bit more lean. And sometimes my my old aunties and uncles, they'll be like, Barok, you, you've gotten bigger. I'm like, what do you mean I've gotten bigger? Like muscular? My mom's definitely funny too. My mom will do that thing sometimes where she'll look at my legs and say, Alex, you know, you got quads, but you don't got hamstrings. I'm like, mom, I swear, bro. It's 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 funny because I've always found success in looking at how much my mom always taught me how to view success, right? And I think success is also one of those things for how you were raised too. Like how you're raised is definitely one of those things that's really important for finding out if you're finding success in the gym. Like my mom and dad both instilled in me that to find success, it's something that you want to have something that you really want. And for me, I have found that my success in the gym or my ways to determine success in the gym have definitely changed as time progressed. And whether that's because I've gotten older or maybe my values um, in the gym have changed, but I can tell you that if you were to talk to my significant other that I've been dating for seven plus years, and we we were going to talk about how I used to talk to her about fitness versus now, I'm not the same person at all. Like, maybe the ideologies are kind of still there, but like how I approach them is completely different. It's funny because for you to be able to be happy with what you're doing in the gym, it has to be something that hits home. It has to be something that it's right here. 
It's the, the moment that that is when you'll find success. I will keep these clients uh, unnamed, but I live for the moments whenever my clients have that huzzah moment. That's what I call it. The huzzah moment is essentially that moment that all the waiting, all the struggle and everything, and they get to that success and they look at me and they say, Alex, this actually worked. I'm like, yeah, but I didn't really do anything. I guided you, but you set all the parameters. You told me that you only could work out four days, so I made you a plan for four days. You said you wanted to lose weight. Like, I'm not on the treadmill for you to lose weight. You're on the treadmill. And I'm not picking up your weight. You're picking up the weight. Just the other day, my older client, not going to lie, it made me really smile, but we had to move a treadmill and he, 60 plus years old, had knee injury and everything like that, went to go take the treadmill to his son's apartment or his house. And I was talking with his son back at my house and the dad already left to go take it into the garage. And I didn't know that the the father was already at the garage back at my friend's house and he took the treadmill off of his truck by himself the 60 year old man took off a treadmill in the back of his truck off into the garage of my friend slash client and he looked at me when we went to the gym and he said alex like i picked it up and I didn't feel any pain in my back. I didn't feel any pain in my knees. And I felt like I could have did it more. And his success in the gym was literally just, Alex, I want to be able to walk with my granddaughter. I want to be able to run with her. I want to be able to walk with my daughter. I want to be able to walk up the stairs at work and not have knee problems. And now he's over here squatting 45 pound plates for eight to 10 reps for three to four sets. I'm really excited to see where his goal is to actually lift one repetition. It's actually kind of funny, but I told, um, I told him that I'm actually going to compete him. And he said, you know what, Alex, I, I want to compete. It's really funny. 60 plus years old and still wants to compete for powerlifting because of the fact of all the success that he found in the gym. I consider success in the gym for him is him just moving. The fact that he's moving more and lifting more weight. That's great. It's, it's, it's amazing. I have another client specifically that, you know, his goal has been to just look more aesthetic. And now, compared to where he was last year, he can't stop looking himself in the mirror. Always posing. Kind of funny story. Not funny story, but it's still kind of funny. Not funny. I was kind of mad, but we'll, we'll run it back. I was working out with him. I was coaching him. And I was lifting about 65 to 70 pound dumbbells for bench press and my hat was set up with the lip backwards and I was trying to sit down on the bench and I was 
I couldn't sit down because the hat was in the way, but I still have the dumbbells in my hand and my neck was a little raised and I kept calling for his name and I kept saying, can you take off my hat? And he kept looking at me and he kept giving me the okay sign. And I was like, you gonna take off my hat? And then he still nodded his head. And then it got to the point where I decided I'll just sit back up. But there was another person that was next to me and was like, I'm sorry that your friend didn't take off your hat. And I'm like, I guess, I guess, you know, he didn't hear me. And then my friend client took off his headphones and was like, what did you say? I'm like, I, I cannot, I cannot. What was funnier was the fact that he was staring himself in the mirror too while I was going for the reps. So, you know, I just, it's, it's funny, you know, my standards for success for the gym, for everybody, it's just to use your buddy, use your buddy, <laughs> use your body in a way that you made the decision for yourself. I don't care about PRs. Well, I do care about PRs. I take that back. I care about you enjoying your strength. I care about you being able to make the decision for yourself that you want to eat more. You want to eat less because it's healthy for you. You wanting to do the cardio because you made that decision. Like I live vicariously through you as the client, as the athlete. But while I live vicariously through you, I still feel the struggles of your non-success in the gym because of the fact that you're not succeeding. But I still have to ask, why aren't we there? I remember two clients when I worked with them and I'm still working with them now, but there was a, we have a challenge specifically in our area for fat loss and muscle gain. And I remember they'd be gung ho about it. And next thing you know, they fell off and they stopped losing fat and they started gaining fat and they lost the competition. And in all honesty, I didn't really get mad at them. I was kind of more of like, what, what can we do? They thought of it as a failure, but you can spin any failure and kind of make it a success and say like, we even though we failed, we successful, we successfully found out how to fail. So we can't do that again. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's, it's definitely a perspective. Like I tend to be that person that definitely looks at life as always half full, even if the the moment happens to be half empty. I always try to look at it as half full or just say, you know what? It's a cup of water. Maybe it's a cup of soda. Like it, it's something that you have to be able to be flexible. You have to be able to look at what needs to be done. But other than that, I'm kind of just ranting now, but as I stated earlier, to find success in the gym, it's subjective. But at some point for you to want to do better, there has to be a understanding of what is committing, what is sacrifice, 
if you're happy with what you find as success, failures have to be present for success to occur. You can't have too many failures, but you know what? The more failures you have, it gives you more knowledge to succeed. But then sometimes if you fail too much, that's why people get discouraged and they end up not succeeding in the gym anymore. Managing expectations about what is capable of being done and what's not capable of being done. And just enjoying the process. You have to be able to enjoy. You have to be able to look at everything as positive as you can. Because letting you know right now, going into the gym, even though sometimes I find joy, I'm definitely going through some reps and I'm thinking to myself, like, why am I here? The other day I was doing some squats and I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to be positive. I'm going to increase the weight. And I almost passed out. It's really funny. I wish I recorded it. But one of my clients ended the recording too early for me to try to play it off and make it funny. But it is something that if you ask any clients or any athlete specifically about how I approach coaching or how I approach looking at fitness, I'm always predominantly happy as best as I can. I usually save the anger for very, very rare moments, but I don't even use anger or sadness in a way if you're looking at me if i'm sad bro these people saying like you know what use that sadness to fuel your gym bod i'm like man when i'm sad i'm laying in bed i'm eating cheetos i'm watching netflix i'm watching the same show that i already watched i'm watching it again and i sleep all day i don't know about you guys but these people talking about like revenge bod i'm like yeah revenge bod for sure like homeboy's gonna gain a few pounds lose a little bit of muscle that's me ah <laughs> you can ask my clients those days i'm having like the roughest day possible like i sometimes have to close the gym and i have to have the coaches take over i'm like hey you know i'm not i'm not here today y'all y'all got it <laughs> i'm not here today whatsoever Sometimes I even binge like Korean barbecue three, four times in a week to suffice my sadness. But that that that's a aside from the point. Like I said, success in the gym is success, um, subjective. But as long as you're doing everything that you need to to find more positive ways to go about everything, the successes will be there. You have to be able to accept the failures with the successes and understand that this is not a sprint. It is a long marathon run. Thank you for joining the Adaptive Strength Podcast. Make sure you follow my Spotify, follow my Instagram, follow my TikTok. And if you have any ideas that you would like me to answer or talk about in the next podcast, please go ahead and throw that in. But until next time, I'll catch you all later.